is up, everybody? Welcome back. We are already on episode three. Just launched last month, guys, and I am so excited. We are already on episode three, and I have got an awesome guest today. His name is Juan. Say your last name for me so I don't screw it up. Peñalosa. Peñalosa. I met him at the gym as well. As you can see, I spend a lot of time at the gym. I've been finding lots of friends there. Uh, welcome, Juan. How are you today, bud? Doing good, man. What about you? I, I man, I'm doing excellent. As I was telling you, I've, we've been running around like crazy today, so I'm, I'm glad to, to be over here and sit down. I've been thinking about this all day long, and I'm excited. So I wanted to share a little bit about you. Okay. So I reached out to your wife, and she gave me a little bit of background on you. So what? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I told her to Uh-oh. keep it top secret. So I guess she did. Yeah, she did. All right. So she said Juan was born in Colombia and lived in Vietnam before moving moving to the United States. Juan was 19 years old when when our child was born. And how you said she's seven now? She's seven. Yeah. That's awesome. He works cybersecurity for his day job. However, art is his true passion. He has sold paintings, digital art, and has written and performed songs in North Spanish and English. He's able to vocalize beats and make and makes them up on the spot, kind of like beatboxing. She guesses. She said, you can ask him to do any accent, and he can do it. Come on. So there's a little bit about you. What else would you add to that? Oh, I I really, I think that encompasses it, man. Uh, Yeah. Wow. She she gave you all the information, man. Golly. Well, that's cool, man. So I wanted to talk about your drawing skills a little bit, and you you just released some music. Yeah. Um, Have you always been artistic, or did it come later in life, or is it... Always, I think uh, I've always been artistic. I think uh, for the longest time since I could remember, I always uh, had an affinity for music. Um, I grew up, my uncle used to play a lot of different kind of music uh, very early in the morning. Like I would wake up and he would be playing anything from Pantera, Metallica, The Doors, uh, Led Zeppelin. I mean, the list goes on, you know. And so I really kind of grew fond of just how music made me feel, how, how it made me feel. And then with art, um, I was just self-taught. I mean, I just, uh, I would look at things that would inspire me and I would just want to just draw them or maybe put my own spin into them or something like that. So, yeah. That's cool, man. That kind of leads me into another question that I had for you. I was kind of curious as what, you know, music, in my opinion, is an, is an art as well. Yeah. What, what does it do for you? I mean, is it, is it, is it kind of your... Do you check out when you do it? Does it engage you more? I mean, what's it do for you? Um. Oh man, that is such a great question. I think for me, it so it really depends because, um, when I listen to music, it can either put me in a great mood. Um, sometimes, like I, you know, I feel like we we as humans we feel so many emotions on a daily basis, and music kind of helps us to sometimes get into that uh into that feel to where like if we want to feel sad we can listen to music that makes us feel sad if we want to feel great we can do that if we want to listen to music that makes us want to dance we could do that um so i think for me it's i've always um what music does for me or like the reason i guess i've wanted to get into music is because i want to be able to do that as well you know i want to be able to make uh different kinds of music for different uh different things so yeah that's cool i i like the way you you phrased it too you said it makes you feel a certain way and i think it's important to note that you know i've been listening and learning about you know feelings and and it's important to embrace all different types of feelings because you need to acknowledge them right absolutely but we also need to acknowledge that they're they are feelings yeah they're not who we are they don't make us up you know i'm not a sad person if i feel sad i'm just sad at that time exactly yeah so i mean i think it's important to to address those things so 
that's cool. I, I really like the way you word that, and I've been thinking and learning a lot about that here lately. Yeah. But ultimately what I wanted to get into was chasing our passions, right? Because you and I both have full-time jobs. Yeah. And then some side gigs. You know, this is one of mine, and I love these types of conversations. Yeah. So I wanted you and I to chat a little bit about you know, chasing a passion part-time because if you go on the internet or social media or something like that, all the gurus, all the experts are saying you need to drop whatever you're doing, yep. 100% go after your passion. Yes. How do you feel about that? I, I, one, I disagree with that entirely because I think that that kind of, that kind of talk really can set us up uh, for failure. Um, I think, I think that we can chase uh, a passion part-time and we can kind of build the knowledge to do it to where when we feel confident enough, we can just go at it. You know what I'm saying? But I think for me, especially having a daughter, having a wife, having a job, having people who depend on me, I can't just sit there and drop everything and go. Like uh, one of my favorite stories is, you know, you hear about artists like uh, Post Malone, for example, how I think Post Malone's story was that he basically just moved out to L.A. He barely had any money, but he somehow figured it out and he made music. But the truth is, I'm not Post Malone. I can't just go to L.A. and just drop everything. Um, I think that uh, when it comes to cha chasing our passions, we need to kind of see it's we're, we're kind of like um, it's I don't know. We need to figure out like what recipe works for us just because it worked for this person does not mean it's going to work for us. They have strengths and weaknesses and we have our own and we we can figure that out while we do it part time. And eventually, I think, like I'm like I said, if you feel confident enough to where you have that knowledge, you could approach it full time. But just the whole uh, drop everything and just chase your passion that that's kind of it's dangerous grounds for me. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, for me too. And I don't think it's real for most people. And, and another thing that I think is important to acknowledge is if you do something full time all the time, say it's your full time job, it's your passion, it's it's everything. I believe burnout's going to be easier to reach in that sense too. So I, I think I think those passions that are on the side that we're that we're you know striving after part time, or you know just as a hobby or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, I think that keeps us driving even in our full time gig and oh, in our yeah. life and you know what we want to go after. What do you think? Oh no, I I 100% agree. Um, I, I'll talk about my paintings a little bit because you talked about burnout and that really kind of hit home for me. Um, you know, for a while. Um, I started doing a lot of uh, paintings, uh, acrylic paintings on canvas, and I looked at the, I didn't know anything about it. It was just one of those things where like, I wanted to just kind of get into paintings. I would do drawings mainly on paper with markers and, and pencils and whatnot. And uh, people were like, hey, if you had this on like a canvas, I would buy it off of you. And so I got that feedback a lot. So I said, let's venture into painting. Well, I started looking at the pricing that people were posting their stuff online and it was like $300, $400. And it's like, I, I know for a fact that the average person is not going to sit there and buy a $300 to $400 painting. That's, it, it's, it's a little ludicrous. And so I actually priced my paintings at about $45 to maybe $65 to where, you know, you could afford it. Um, wasn't anything just crazy, but it was something that you had, uh, something that like you, it was an original copy that you owned, if, if that makes sense. But um, I thought that I could make a lot more money out of it. And I remember one conversation that I had with this customer and I gave them a quote of $45 and they 
they basically said, yeah, go for it. And then when it came down to it, they only wanted to pay me $15, which I was like, that's not what we had agreed on. And he said, well, I could just go to Walmart and get a something that looks even cleaner for $7, you know? And that to me, it was, it was such like a hit. And I stopped painting ultimately because I, I kind of realized like painting is not fun anymore. I'm doing things that people want me to paint. It's not things that I genuinely enjoy. And so then I stopped and, and honestly, I just, I was making a huge mess in the kitchen and I think my wife ultimately hated it. Yeah. So I moved on to digital and now there's no more messes in the kitchen. So I think it's a win-win. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I hate, I hate that you had that experience with somebody like that. You know, it, people get confused sometimes on, on, on what they're buying and the reason they're buying, yeah. you know, cause you know, it is a specific <clears throat> piece of artwork that there's not going to be another piece like that. It's very unique. And yeah. I really loved your intention too, with where you were going with that. You know, you wanted to give something, somebody unique, something unique mm -hmm. that you know at a reasonable price. And uh, you know, I got a little story. My my wife, she enjoys photography, and we'd bought nice equipment for her to take uh, pictures of the kids and stuff. And so she was taking pictures, and somebody hit her up to take family pictures. And you know, that was her thing. She she didn't want to make any money at it necessarily. She just wanted to to be able to give some. A lot of people won't go out and spend three to five hundred dollars for family photos. Yeah. So she, you know, she was doing it very affordably, and she just gives them all the pictures for that one flat price rather than capitalizing. And I, and I love the heart behind that. And I yeah. actually think that's, I actually think that's where, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurship start, anyways, because it needs to be something that you're willing to do for free. That yeah. means you really love it, right? Right, right, absolutely. Um, I, you know, with with so with my digital art because uh because it's gotten so much traction, I've honestly had to just monetize it because it's just taking. Uh, taking a lot of time off, but no, I 100% agree. Like, I, I think that that is something that you should be willing to just say, Hey man, I know this costs this much, but this is my passion and I, I want to just do it because I want to get better at it or whatever the reason is. I, uh, I ultimately don't think that you should, you should be just chasing the money. Is the money good? Yes, of course. Having a little spare change here and there is nice, but that's not where the happiness is, you know? No, no. And, and you know, one of, it's one of those things. When, once it starts consuming a lot of your time because people are wanting it, it's great to monetize after that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the point on it. But that passion needs to drive that at first, just your love for it. And you need to find that happy balance where it doesn't completely burn you out, you know? Absolutely. That's good, man. That's good. So I've got a couple questions for you. Okay. And we'll see where this stuff goes. Oh, boy. Okay. So do you? How do you feel about not – so you and I were chatting the other evening. Mm -hmm. Um, you just recently started putting some songs out there, yeah. uh, showing your art off a little more. Do you have a regret on not doing it sooner? Absolutely, man. Um, I think one thing that uh, I've learned with releasing music is that the hardest part is always taking that first step. Um, I think that, so I think like we as humans are very interesting creatures because we liked, we're worried about self-preservation, you know, and a lot of the times when we think about doing something big, our brains like to play these unreasonable scenarios that will never happen. And I've kind of just learned to realize that it's just our, maybe just our brain trying to strategize, like, how would I handle this kind of situation? But what happens is we tend to overthink so much that we don't end up doing it and we're just stuck and we have all kinds of projects in the vault that never get released. Um, so I've really kind of enjoyed releasing this music because I've gotten so much positive feedback from people. Like 
they're, they're like, this is you or wow, this is great. Or a lot of the times I've just played a song, like I've hijacked the, the speakers and just played a song and people have been like, okay, like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's, it's me, you know? Yeah. And so I, I've, it's, it's been a great journey and I'm, I'm looking forward to just releasing more projects later on in the future so yeah that that's exciting man it, it really is and, and we have a saying in my house i tell my kids all the time they, they roll their eyes at me now but i tell them to work hard to listen well and to take action yeah and i think that third one is actually where most entrepreneurs and potential potential entrepreneurs get hung up yes taking that first step and you know when we were chatting the other night at, at the network night um you said man if i knew it was going to be this easy you know, I could have. I, I thought I had to do it a certain way, yeah. And then I realized I started taking some steps. Could you talk a little more on that? On like where you got hung up on thinking you didn't maybe have the equipment or, or specific things. Um. So, for for me uh, as an artist, I feel like I am very much a. I'm a perfectionist, and I always, I always said, oh, the first song has got to be great. It's got to be a fantastic song. It's got to have the right beat, the right lyrics. It's got to be this and that, but. Uh, I mean, truthfully, it it's never our first like thing that we release, our first art or whatever it is. It's never going to be the absolute best. Um, I've gone back through a lot of my Instagram or Facebook posts where I've put art out, and I look at it and it's like, wow, like I people thought this was good, or I thought this was good. Like this, in in looking back now, years later, it's like m my art has advanced so much, and. Um, I think um, kind of lost my train of thought there, but I think what I was gonna say is like with um, I lost my train of thought no, with that no, one. No. Yeah, I, I, we we are our biggest critics. Yes, we're always, yes. You know, we're we're always the hardest on ourselves, and you know we're the last ones to give ourselves grace, and and that's kind of one of the biggest and most important things. You know, mm -hmm. um, I just it, it's never gonna be perfect, like you said. It's never it, even our hundredth. Our yeah. 100th is not going to be perfect because when we get to the 200th, we're going to look back on that 100th. And I just want people to, out there to know, you know, just take a step. Just take a step in that direction. Make sure you got somebody next to you that's going to go, hey, give you that nudge, right? Yeah. yeah. Who, who, you got some big supporters around you? Um, I mean, my wife is a, is a big supporter. Uh, my daughter has become more supportive, I think, because she she understands or can maybe kind of see the potential now. Um, it, it's really interesting because I remember one time, uh, you know, again, procrastinating, I had songs that were just sitting in the vault and I would play them over and over in the car because, uh, with, with like music production, your music might sound great on your headphones when you're mixing it, but when you step out and put it in the car, that's the real test. Like, is it going to sound great on here? And so I remember that my daughter asked me, she was like, why do you keep listening to the same song? And I was like, baby, that's me. That's that's my song. And she was like, okay, hold on a second. I've heard you talk about music, but this is like, you're going to be releasing music. Like, and she said like Ariana Grande, that's one of her biggest, uh, she loves Ariana Grande. And I was like, right, just like Ariana Grande. And she was like, so you're telling me that there's a possibility that you could maybe get on a song with Ariana Grande. And I was like, depends on where this music journey takes me that could be a possibility and so ever since i said that that's really kind of clicked in her head and so she's been asking a lot more questions like how did you do that or what made you want to write that so i i think definitely my daughter and uh daughter and my wife but i gotta give a big shout out to uh matt jackson at the gym all right because uh 
I don't know where Matt got the information that I did music. Uh, it was confidential. It was like me, my wife, and maybe very close friends and family knew about it. And Matt asked me, he said, hey, someone, I heard through the grapevine that you made music. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he said, oh, well, you know, I've played piano here and there, whatever. And he's like, I want to hear what you've got. I don't care if it's not finished. So I send him the songs that same evening and Matt kind of gave me that push forward. Like he was like, what are you waiting for? Like he's like, are you waiting on these to be mastered? And I said, no, 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 these are fully mastered and ready to go. And Matt was like, what are you doing? Get these out here right now. And so big, big shout out to Matt because he's really kind of what started this huge snowball effect. Yeah, so. man, it, it takes people like that and, and, and good on Matt for pushing you over that, that ledge, right? And and another thing to remember, too, is you're, you're thinking, man, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. To who? Who? Myself. Myself. You, you made it. You made it, man. Yeah. It, it's already perfect, right? Yeah. It, it is what you made it, and it's exactly what you needed and you wanted and you were going for. So, man. Absolutely. Good on you for getting it out there. It's Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I had this conversation with someone a while back because uh, as artists, we tend to overthink and we want we tend to be perfectionist. We want it to be perfect. And we had this conversation, I don't remember who told me this, but he was explaining to me how our brain, of course, you have the the calculating side and then you have the artistic side and you got to see it as two different people. So the, the mathematical side of it is like, you got to imagine this this guy in a, in a doctor's robe with a PhD in mathematics and ooh, I, rocket science and all this. And your creative side is like a kindergartner. It's like a kid who just like wants to paint. So, of course, the creative side is always like, oh, yay, look at all these colors. Look at how beautiful this is. And our creative side tends to be get more inspired, while our mathematical side, it's like, let's look at the logics behind this. Right. And those two can really work together to make something beautiful come about because that mathematical side tends to come in and it basically has to be like, okay, let's make sure that this works and this works. And But the problem is that that, like, you got to think about like that doctor tends to overstep what he's doing a little too much. And he's like, no, 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 that's not right. It's got to be like this and it's got to be like that. But I think ultimately we have, there has, there's a time where we have to just stop and say, okay, I'm overthinking it too much. Just do it. Yes. The worst thing that we can do at the end of the day is fail. And out of that, I mean, what's going to happen if we fail? We make a mistake, we can learn from it and never do that mistake again and move forward. Yeah, so, so, so we get we get to decide if we fail or not, right? I mean, that's up to us. That's not up to anyone else. And that's kind of what rubs me the wrong way with all these experts and gurus because I had somebody less than a year ago tell me uh, in one of my ventures saying, you won't be successful unless you do it full time. See, you know, not, and, yeah. and, 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 and man – you know, what I want to say is you don't get to determine if I'm successful or not. Yeah. I get to, you don't know what I'm trying to get out of this. I mean, I don't care if you're, if you're making paintings or music or if you're making ribbons or, or both, I mean, just whatever it is. Yeah. You know, no one knows the reason that you're doing something. And I, so many people get hung up because they think other people aren't going to like it. You know, are you doing it for them other people? Or are you doing it for you? Are you doing it to help others? And, right. and once you, once you're doing it to help others, like, your, your paintings that you were talking about, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's only up to you and your family and friends and, and, and things like that. So. That's right. So it, anyone out there listening right now, if you're thinking about doing something, you better take action right now. Just do it. Just do it. That's, that's really interesting that you talk about you'll never be successful at it because what is success? Like that's another question that it's like 
what do you determine as success? Do you determine success as, oh, big mansion, nice cars? Like, if, if that's what you determine as success, then, you know, that's questionable whether you will make it to where you want to be. But a lot of the times, success is just having 10 loyal fans that really like what you do. Yeah. So what? that's ridiculous that... Yeah, I do kind of get very frustrated sometimes when you have those guys, the, the gurus that are like, well, you'll never be successful. It's like, well, you don't you don't know what my success is. That's Your right. success versus mine is very different. Very so. different. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think that's to, that's important to remember. Yeah. I got one other question for you. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't so, know. Besides your family. Okay. What's something that you're most proud of? And you have to drop the humility. You Be a little, stick your chest out a little bit right here <laughs> and... and you know, drop. Don't be humble. What What's something that you're the most proud of right now, other than family? Because I know they're soup. They're they're your pride and joy. I think just how far, just how far I've made it. You know, uh, that I think the the amount of, you know, you said earlier, we are our own worst critics, and a lot of the times I tend to look at myself and say, I don't feel like I'm. I maybe have this unreasonable expectation of where I need to be. But like thinking about all the uh, the amount of art that I've made, all the different little things that I've done, as I, I honestly feel proud of it. You know, um, I have uh, to cut, just humble brag here, but a lot of the digital art that I've made has actually funded a lot of the things that I've done for my music, such as paying for the equipment, buying the microphones. Uh, paying for the services to have my music distributed, paying for the people that uh, do have done the mastering for my music, that's all been funded from my art. And I, I mean, to me, I, I think that's incredible. And I'm like, from me to myself, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, so that's awesome. And, and you should be proud. I mean, that's, it's amazing. And yeah. how old are you now? 27. 27 years old. Got a whole nother life in front of you already. And you're already happy. I mean, you're, you're, you're years in, ahead of, of many, many people. but um, So I, I was scrolling through your timeline because I wanted to listen to the music earlier, and I clicked on one of those songs, yeah. and I, I didn't realize there was a Spanish and English version. Yes, so yes. I, I, the one I found was the Spanish version. I know like 10 Spanish words, so I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out the song and kind of where it's going, yeah. so I'm going to have to scroll back and find the... The English version. I'll have to make a lyric video so that, uh, because it's really interesting because uh, I did not realize how much Spanish music has actually been influencing music in general. Like people really love Latin music, yes. and uh, so I'll, I'll definitely thank you for that. I'll have to make a like a lyric video because a lot of people have been like, I know the title of the song is Otra Vez, which means again, but like, what is this song about? You know, what is, what's going on in this song? So I'll, I'll know soon enough. I'm going to, I'm going to look up the other version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got one other treat for you mm. and I'm going to let you respond to it after, but I also reach out to our coach and gym owner. Oh boy. Derek. Uh, I asked him to send me a little note about Juan. What do you know about Juan? And he said, he's a young man who has creative vision and a desire to educate himself in the entrepreneurial spirit. He wants to learn so he's able to do something. He lives and provides and care for his family. So that was from Derek. So Thanks, man. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, you know yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. these yeah. folks know you too well, huh? Man. Well, man, I want to thank you for coming on. Is there any last thing that you'd like to leave our audience with? Um, No. Uh, the, the if, you know, if you've gotten up to this point, the only thing I would really say is, 
whatever it is that you're wanting to do, take that first step and stop overthinking it. And also stop trying to impress other people. Ultimately, just get out there and get it. You know, you're, you're never going to make anybody satisfied regardless of what you do. People are always going to be critics. Um, so, and, and one, one kind of thing that I like to live by is, uh, or one thing that I tell myself is I don't ever want to be on my deathbed and look back at all the things I could have done. Um, I, for me, I want to just be able to get them done so that I can look back and say, yeah, that was a great life. I would do that all over again. So yeah, get out there and get it and have fun while you're at it too. Yeah. It's a blast. You only live once. That's right. We're going to YOLO it, huh? Yeah. All right, guys. Lastly, please rate and review. And if you received anything from this podcast, please share it with every last one of your friends. And remember, never underestimate the capabilities of your habits. <laughs> <laughs>